Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcasting for Humans. Honest conversations about podcasting problems. Every week, a different podcaster brings a podcast problem, struggle, or doubt to the table, and we process it together. I'm Richard Clark. I'm the owner of Area Code Audio, a podcasting agency that helps people, organizations, and brands build trust and loyalty through the medium of podcasting. And my guest today is Kyle Hawk. Kyle is Senior Director of Marketing at SUFA, an award-winning podcaster and the Editor-in-Chief of It's All Dead, an online music outlet focused on celebrating music and reflecting on how music makes us who we are. Full disclosure, he is also a, an extremely good friend of mine. I, not only were both in each other's weddings, I think we were both best men in each other's weddings. Is that right? That's correct. What you need to know about Kyle is that he is kind of a podcasting genius. I would say on the same level or better than me. He's done podcasting in his career for a really long time, and he's someone that sort of inspired me to go into this business. And so I'm really excited to have him on the show. Definitely someone I've wanted to have on. Uh, welcome, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me. And that's really kind of you to say, although I, I always say that you inspired me on the podcasting thing. You know, my, my background was originally in traditional radio. I, I was mm. uh, an honor DJ in high school. And so I went to college to do that and eventually moved out of that realm. And when I met you, you were doing a podcast like back in the olden days mm, with some people. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, boy, I really miss doing radio. I wonder if I could like make this as the the new way that I kind of create audio content. And so that was, the, I, I have a vivid memory of that yeah. moment that the idea sparked. And it was all because of uh, you and uh, some other people we know sitting around an iPad at a table <laughs> recording but, yourselves. Yes, I remember those days. Sitting around an iPad at a table is 100% how we recorded podcasts. And we did not even have software that would clean it up with uh -huh. AI capabilities. It's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, tell me about the podcast that you want to talk about today. Yeah, um, I want to talk about Long Live the Music, uh, which is a podcast that is about two weeks from turning 10 years old. Um, it actually didn't start as Long Live the Music. It was originally the It's All Dead podcast. Uh, when I started It's All Dead, um, which is a website about music, I knew that I wanted to have a podcast component of it. And it was kind of the... It was kind of just a little extra thing when we started it. Yeah. And then over the years, it turned into the actual thing. Like with the podcast audience, um, we were growing in such a way that it felt like the most real thing, um, even though we might get more traffic to the website or whatever. But, you know, we rebranded to Long Live the Music a few years ago. Um, and yeah, coming up on 10 years, which is crazy. Nice. What is the thing that, what is the reason you love making that podcast? I love making it because it's a way for me in, to intentionally have time to talk about something that I love more than just about anything, which is music. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, but talk about it with people that want to talk about it the same way that I want to talk about it. Like it's a level yeah. playing field. I mean, and we've, you know, there's a, a, a small group of us that kind of are the mainstays on the podcast, but we have other guests as well, music journalists bands, artists, music writers. Um, but no matter what the case, it's always felt like we had kind of made our own little playground that made sense for us to talk about music the way we wanted to. And every time I do it, it just feels, I, I feel like therapeutics are really lame, like kind of boring or <laughs> it, it feels overwrought or something, but that, that is kind of what it's like. Um, and it's always yeah. a, a joyous experience when I do it. 
I feel like that gets underplayed sometimes, like this value of just having a podcast so that <laughs> you, you can have genuinely deep conversations that you probably wouldn't be able to have anywhere yeah. else about like something you love, which is hard to do these days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last episode we did um, with Evan Soddy from Pop Matters, he and I, you know, we've he's been on the podcast multiple times, but we were always chatting on Facebook Messenger or whatever, and there was yep. a thing. He said a thing, and I was like, that's a podcast. <laughs> we have to <laughs> set up a time and record that as a podcast. It's like a, it's a whole way that you can explore a topic that you can't in other ways. And so, yeah, it just it makes sense to me. Yeah, it would have been hard to have that conversation outside of having a podcast to have it. And uh-huh. like, oh, can we talk for an hour about what you yes, just said? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me what is on your mind about this podcast that you want to talk through today. Yeah. Well, a lot's changed in my life in the past 10 years. Um, yeah. You know, and I've been doing podcasts for work. I've been doing podcasts for personal reasons. I've been doing, I've been podcasting for quite a while at this point. And, mm-hmm. you know, but 10 years ago when I started It's All Dead, um, you know, I was married, but didn't have any kids. My job was, you know, pretty easy job to manage. I had a lot of free time outside of work and uh, was able to, to devote a lot of my energy. I mean, when I started It's All Dead, like that was what I did with so much yeah. of my free time. And it was easy. It wasn't a grind. Um, 10 years later, I have a four-year-old daughter. Um, I have a much bigger and more uh, time-consuming, mental-consuming work to do. Like, Mm -hmm. my life has changed a lot to the point where it's hard for me to carve out time to record a podcast. And, you know, one of the things I'm struggling with is not only have we gotten progressively less diligent about our release schedule, but it also feels like a burden sometimes to actually get it done. And I hate that because as I mentioned before, this is a thing that has been meant to bring myself and others feelings of joy and happiness. And I do feel that when I do it, but life has made it harder to podcast consistently and podcast well. And Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one because you see, you know, we know each other. We know other podcasters, people are podcast and podcast. And I see everybody's episodes coming out and I feel these feelings of deep shame. Like yeah, when I go yeah. through patches where I'm not getting episodes out and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like other people seem to be able to do this. Why can't I do it? And so, yeah, I just thought maybe that's something we could talk through. I I, I hope you don't mind me bringing this into it. But like I've had these conversations with you before about Long Live the Music and like I know that you like the the thing that I am always fascinated by is that you feel shame for not publishing your own podcast, <laughs> especially when you talk about sort of the state of goals of it or like it's for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it is something that like what where does that come from? Like, where does that feeling of shame come from knowing that you have all of this other stuff? knowing that the podcast is really just for fun. Like I don't feel shame for not playing my favorite video game for a week straight, you know, because I, I know that it's just sort of a fun thing. Like, where does that feeling come from? Uh, I mean, on one hand, I'm driven to excel. So when I do something, I like to do it well. And so when I'm not doing the podcast consistently, I feel like I'm not doing it well. That's one part of it. Sure. 
Yeah. Two, we put a like I mentioned in those early days, we put a lot of effort into building an audience and did pretty well at it. And now we've kind of had a decline because of mm. our lack of consistency. And there's other there's other when we started this ten years ago, there wasn't a lot of music podcasts that were kind of doing what we were doing. Now there people have a lot more to choose from, and there's people doing it more consistently and, and better sure. than we have lately. So there's that part of it. And finally, you know, uh, the people that I do this with are friends of mine and you know when i have people texting me like hey when are we doing the next podcast and i'm like oh i'm working on it i gotta figure out time you know i feel like i'm letting other people yeah. down who are like want to be doing it more but also they need yeah. me to kind of like ringlead it and like do the actual like parts of it that make the podcast into a thing that we can put out so I, those are probably the three different aspects of it i guess I do relate to that feeling because like, you know, even asking you to come on this podcast, I think a solid week went by between when you said yes. And then I followed up on that, you know, mm. which is, which happens like often. And there's a feeling of like that person is waiting and has an expectation and that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, if there's any lesson I've learned in my life, it's that one of the most draining things in life is like feeling like other people are expecting something of yes. you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really interesting cause I don't know if I'd ever do anything <laughs> if I didn't have that feeling, but I also feel like I would be at my mental best without mm. that feeling. Mm -hmm. So there's something like hard about balancing that. And, yeah. and like, um, I, I, knowing you, like I know that probably producing that podcast, it's sort of like, there's a, like, again, like we were going back to the original thing about the podcast, like there's something about certain podcasts that people have where it's really like an outlet of like friendship. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's a relational social thing. And like, I don't know about you, like my interaction with my wife sometimes goes where like Jennifer is like, you should probably talk to people like <laughs> yeah. you should probably have a friend and talk to that friend every now and then. And so it's making me think like. Yeah, like you having this podcast is actually pretty healthy for you mm -hmm. for your yeah. life. I mean, that's definitely a thing. And and I do think that it's a thing for, you know, the people that enjoy the podcast as well because you know, one of the things that I've always felt like even doing radio all the way now to doing podcasting is that your consistent audience that is coming back every time they feel like the, they feel like they're part of the conversation too. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of those people is a, actually part of our show now, uh, Nadia. She's uh -huh. someone that back five years ago, six years ago, sent me an email out of the blue. Um, and was like, Hey, I've been listening to your podcast, come to your website a long time. And I was wondering if, you know, there's a chance that I could ever help out with it. And, you know, we had a phone call and one thing led to another. Now she's, you know, one of the most active members of It's All Dead uh, and, and one of my really close friends. And we, I've met others like her through the course of doing this. And they feel like, hey, I know Kyle because he talks about this stuff the way I talk about it. And when the podcast happened to me, I feel like I'm part of that conversation. And so when I'm not doing it, I do feel like there's people out there that like, oh, I wonder if I let anybody mm. down by not continuing this in the way that I want to, because I, I want people to feel like this conversation is here and we are connected. Because um, that, that was the whole point of it anyways, for people to feel like they had someone else who felt the way about this music that they do. And so it is personal. I'm just sort of like laughing at how modern of a problem this is, where it's like, 
you got to do the podcast to, to maintain relationships. And I'm saying mm-hmm. that as someone who a hundred percent relates to that. Like, and I, I think, you know, this Kyle, like most of my friendships are tied to work or a project or something I did. There are very few relationships in my life that <laughs> are just organic. Um, yeah. They kind of came out of making something or creating something or working somewhere. And, um, and ma- maintaining, like, honestly, I think you and our mutual friend, Ben, may be the only friendships I have that are not tied to either like some, like living locally in the same place or mm-hmm. like a project or yeah. working together on something or something work related. And that is, um, that's a weird thing to think about. And it makes you wonder like it before internet based business before, uh, all of these things. It's just, I guess I'm sort of articulating this thing where like this very specific thing where podcasts equal friendship. And is there a way to continue the friendship realistically after that goes away? Um, it's a, it's a hard question to answer, you know? Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, you know, if you live locally with a friend and you've got that, you know, every two weeks we meet up for coffee or whatever, but then if you just decided like, well, we're not going to keep to that schedule anymore. We'll just do it when we can. And then more time would go by. Right. And then you would feel like the relationship was suffering. The podcast is kind of like that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like if that Mm -hmm. is part of it for me, of like setting aside that time to have those conversations and to have that sense of community, that's a real thing. Um, the other element I want to throw into this is that, you know, like yourself, I, over time, have, like, helped people make podcasts and help people launch podcasts. And one of the things yeah. that you preach to somebody that's like, you know, we're going to do a po- Like, you're talking to a company... They want yep. to make a podcast, and the, one of the things you tell them, you got to be consistent. You got to yes. put it. You got to stick to your schedule. Always, you know. So th- there's been moments, like in the past year or two, where I've been telling that to somebody, and in my head, it's like, dude, you don't do that <laughs> yourself. Like you're telling this person, <laughs> right. this is what you have to do to make a successful podcast, and you're literally yeah. not doing that. So like that's another another piece of it too. And I almost wonder, like from the podcasting sense, of something that started so. Um, simple in a way, right? Of just like hitting record and having conversations. And now of what podcasting is all these years later, that there are, there's an algorithm to it. And we know how to like create the content and and work it in such a way so that it hits the right people at the right time. And it almost does add that extra level of responsibility in your head that maybe you didn't feel hanging over you back when it was like, oh, I'm going to start doing a podcast because it's fun, you know? Oh my gosh, that is so true. And and I've been thinking a lot about this because like I write a newsletter every week where I tell people what to do and and I record these podcasts where I tell people what to do and I consult with people where I tell people what to do. At this point, I've told people to do way too many things for me to be able to follow consistently. <laughs> uh-huh. And and it's and it's some of that is like there is a tension between this is like any art form, any medium, there's a tension between best practices and like innovation or even just like doing the thing that's best for the scenario. Right. And I think sometimes like, I mean, no one, uh, not to throw this grenade in there, but no one would have told Joe Rogan to record a three hour podcast where he just hangs (laughs) out with his friends. Like no one would have told him to do that, but like he did it and it worked for better or worse, worse. Um, (laughs) so, that's the thing I think about all the time as someone who's 
telling people what to do. And, and I have like t- taken on this new stance not new, but like this different stance over time where I'm like, not, I'm really just giving them experience and advice and saying, but this is your decision. Like mm. you have to decide how often to do this. And one of the things like, and this is more of a life lesson than a podcasting lesson, but like the, when it comes to consistency, that's probably more just about sustainability than it is about frequency, right? It's okay. about figuring out what is the rate at which you can actually do this. So if you're if you're struggling to do every week or even every other week, that's totally fine. What's yeah. the thing you do? And then I think to make that not feel arbitrary is the other challenge. To make it not feel like, oh, we're here again. It's fall. <laughs> it's fall and here we are. You yeah. know, I think like there is something that a podcast like yours could do. And and I've seen you do this before where you're like, it's summer. We're going to talk about summer songs mm-hmm. and do it this way. Yeah, I'm just throwing this out there as an example. But like maybe you literally are a quarterly podcast. You set an expectation. Every quarter you come out and you talk about the best songs of the summer of the fall whatever i don't know this is a bad example a bad idea but you get the idea and then when you do something in addition to that it's like a bonus it's like feels good to yeah. you and the people involved and listeners you know what's funny is as you were talking there i almost had this like revelation of like the most obvious thing which is i and i don't think i'd really had this conversation with myself but now i know it is that mm-hmm you know, okay, we're, we're releasing a podcast every other week. And the first time that second week goes by and there's not a new episode, my head immediately yeah. goes into like, well, we missed the deadline, you know? And now uh-huh. it's not about getting back on track. It's about, well, I've blown it. So like, what does it even matter, <laughs> oh right? So then the next time yes. I get to it, I get to it. But like, there's there was nothing in my head as the fallback of like, well, it's okay if it's like once a month, you know, or it's okay if it's once every three weeks, you know, like I've never... Yeah. It's like, no, this is the way it is. And if it doesn't happen like that, now it's spiraling out. And so I think that's a really interesting way is that like, you know, breaking myself outside of that mold of this hard construct of release schedule. Um, That's definitely a thing (laughs) that's kind of liberating (laughs) to think about. It's like uh, the diet problem, right? Where you want to go on a diet or you like want to start a habit and then you just don't. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly that's what now. it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very, that's very relatable. You know, one of the other things, you know, there's the, like I mentioned, we've had a variety of guests on the show. And mm-hmm. um, as I mentioned, have a lot less time than I used to. So it's easier now to just do the easy version of the podcast, which is, hey, Nadia, let's just jump on and mm. talk about a silly topic for 45 minutes. The harder but much better version of the podcast can be, hey, we're going to schedule time with uh, this band that's putting out a new album, and we're going to come up with the interview questions, and we're going to have a really cool conversation about the history and all this stuff. Like, I mean, a lot of our, you know, most listened to episodes are obviously on that format because it's drawing in a, a different audience outside of the people that just want to listen to me and my pals talk. Right. But yeah. that requires that I have to send out emails. I have to schedule, I have to do a lot of prep work. And so like that almost goes yeah. completely out the window. So there's, there is multiple layers to this, but I think that again, in my head, I'd made it such a mountain that I was going to self select into not climbing it at certain points. 
So do you, and like your other, like Nadia and, um, your other people that you record with, <laughs> do you guys have like, um, a standing time that you record or it's just like, we don't. Um, and that's probably been another thing that's been a challenge yeah. as well of like, you know, because we never did that from the start, then we have to line up everybody's schedules to like all be yep. available at the same time. And so like sometimes like a whole week or more will go by where we're trying to work out like, when are we all going to have an hour free so that we can do this thing? And yeah, yeah, to your point, like having that standing open time where you've set expectation with your family and it's just kind of a known thing of like, Oh, this is the time when we record a podcast. Uh, that certainly seems like something that, would be good. <laughs> That's a best practice I don't follow, but feels like it's useful for other people. Um, yeah. Like I think depending on the scenario, definitely when you have like multiple people that are consistently recording with each other, mm -hmm. it can be really useful. And just, it's all about, I feel like it's all about reducing friction, which brings me to my other point. And this is something I literally just did today, um, which is I set up a Calendly link for, now, I'm kind of anti-Calendly links for like, hey, I want to meet with you. Okay, here, fill out this Calendly link. I hate that. It feels, as someone who's obsessed with connection and authenticity, that feels yeah. a little rote and sort of impersonal. But when it comes to booking a guest on a podcast, I have found this. I just did it today. I not only set it up, but I sent it to someone and instantly we're booked. And right. he has all the information. It sent him all the information. I set it up to ask a specific question. What is the problem you want to talk about <laughs> yeah. on the show? And so now I have everything I need to know. And the way I prepare for these things is just think about them for a while. So I can do that now as my, as I go throughout my day, I wonder if that could work for you where like, cause the other thing for me is once a podcast is booked, mm -hmm. it's downhill from there. It's a lot harder to get out of my head enough to reach out to guests right. um, than it is to like, prepare for a guest and get yeah get I mean that's a great point because like once you have it nailed down like the time that we're going to sit down and have the conversation like mm -hmm. that's a relief you know you're mm -hmm. because you're not dealing with all this other stuff hanging over your head of like oh you need to reach out oh you need to get it scheduled like once it comes to that point it's it really makes it a lot mentally less challenging to even approach yeah. the idea of doing it um if it's okay I, I want to go back for a minute to, to the shame thing, because yes. I, I want to get your take on this of like, um, whether it's a personal thing or whether it's a potentially a podcaster thing. Okay. So huh. uh -huh. after the fun, that initial fun of like, Oh, I'm going to do a podcast wears off, you know, the first thing that you have to reckon with, or how many downloads did I get? I mean, that was like the, oh the, yeah. you know, <laughs> The original version of being a podcaster is like, oh, so I did this thing, but now it tells me how many people actually heard it, right? And is yeah. that, does my friend, do they get more people to listen to their show? So already, almost every podcaster starts with this like one number that was one kind metric, of meaningless yeah. back in the day, and it still isn't yep. as meaningful as we would like it to be, that becomes yep. the thing that dictates everything about whether your podcast is successful or not. But then you add on the additional layers of, oh, but did you do it once every week or once every two weeks? Or, oh, did you, you know, make the right effort to market the show once it was out? Like, I feel like there's a lot of elements now to podcasting yeah. 
that have kind of like stapped up the ability to feel ashamed of how good you're doing it. And that, maybe that's yeah. just me, but I'm wondering if like there's other people out there that feel like that. I'm sweating right now, like as you're bringing <laughs> it up, because it is so real. And it's at least real for me. It's at least at least us thing, whether it's a podcaster thing, I don't know. I do, do think that you are drawing out some things that contribute to this for podcasters, because uh, the metric thing is a real issue. Mm-hmm. It's not meaningful. The metric is not meaningful. The right. metric of downloads is not me- meaningful, and it is the only one we are sort of de facto given uh-huh. when we launch a podcast. And it's the more importantly, it's the only one that we can compare apples to apples yeah. to every other podcast. I think what we're really learning is like there are other values. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like it sort of sounds like a cop out, but I'm serious. No. There's a lot of different reasons to make podcasting, and they basically have nothing to do with getting famous off of downloads or selling sponsorships off yeah. of downloads for nine out of 10 podcasters. And that's probably low. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. And, and this is another really good moment because this is something I just haven't thought about in a while. And I'm so glad yeah. that we're having this conversation because I'm starting to like, Break uh, the clouds are starting to part a little bit mm. <laughs> that have been hanging over this thing for me is that from the outset it was never going to be about the downloads for me uh, with it's all dead mm. right um, yeah. we yeah. we'd made some pretty strict parameters around what we were going to define as successful with the website and the podcast from early on and it was uh-huh. going to be like if it stops being fun then we know that we've missed the mark somewhere you know like certainly okay. we want the audience to grow we'd love for more people to come join the conversation but at the end of the day this is going to be a fun exercise in which we're all going to benefit from this shared experience that we're going to have and yeah. that's that's the specific point of the shame feeling for me and like i'm identifying it now uh-huh. as we're talking about this of why i felt those feelings and i think that is a big part of it and you know it's the the crazy thing is like um, I mean, every time that we put out the show, I, that day I get like multiple text messages of like, Oh, Hey, I really loved when you guys were talking about this or whatever. And it's like, those are like yeah. really fulfilling feelings, you know, like those, those, yes. I like those moments. They feel good. That's amazing. And it, yeah. and it's a, it's a thing of like, yeah, when I'm failing <laughs> and here I am using that language when I'm not doing it with the <laughs> consistency level that I've set up in my head to be the bar of success there's all these other little things that suffer as a result of that and so in my mind i've just kind of like shut out instead of kind of reframing it in my head of like no that's it's not about any of this other stuff it's about having fun with it it's about doing it and the conversations that result from it which makes it feel a lot less intense i guess it lowers the stakes. It's like if you mm-hmm. didn't record, it's not like you screwed up. It's like or let an audience down. You just didn't get to do a fun thing. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the stakes, which is a much more positive, I think, way of looking at it. Kyle, this conversation was awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Kyle Hawk is the host of Long Live the Music, a free-flowing conversation about the music impacting our lives, our hearts, and our communities made by fans for music fans. It's good. I am one of those people, I think, who's sending you messages after your show comes out. Yeah, you're so kind to always Um, listen. I listen immediately when it comes out because it's, I don't know, it may be because I'm your friend, but I also think it's genuinely a great podcast with some really thoughtful conversations. So check it out. Kyle, thanks for coming on. Absolutely.